Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, everybody. We are so glad that you are here with us, especially as we start a brand new series that's going to take us through the rest of the Lenten season and right up to Easter. It's called The Story of Abraham, The Journey of Faith. Now, before we open that up, I just want to ask if you know, did you know that without faith, it is impossible to please God? In fact, the scriptures state it this clearly. I'm going to ask if you would just read it with me, if you would, please. Ready? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. One more time together. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That was pretty good. I think we can do even better one more time. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's Hebrews 11:6. if you're looking for the reference for it that way. Fascinating word, please, there. It's the word you arrestio. It's a compound word, so it's got this double meaning in it. The first thing it meant is to be at peace with, um, in the idea of reconciling. So it's saying without faith, it's impossible to be at peace or to be reconciled to God. Critical. It also means, though, to bring a well-pleasing to another. So as it said, we can't please God in our lives if we don't have faith. Related to that, Jesus said faith is critical in following him. You can't follow Jesus. You can't live the Christian life without faith. So regarding that, everybody is actually somewhere with regards to faith. And there's three terms that kind of give us the three general landing places that you could find yourself, your friends, your family could find yourself as well. Here's what they are. The first one is called fideism. When was the last time you used fideism in a sentence? Right? Fideism. And what it means is this. It means to have faith without reason. Fideism means I just believe. I believe what I believe because I believe it. Fideism has actually got an antithetical or rejection to reason and to science. Like, don't need it. In fact, it's not even relevant. Then you can move to rationalism with regards to faith. Rationalism would be reason without belief or reason without faith. Rationalism says, I won't believe. Rationalism is the rejection of the supernatural. And the last one would be faith. And I use this in the biblical sense, when Jesus used the word faith. Faith would be that I reason and I believe. Faith is when we take, as it were, it's the walk of taking science and reason and one hand, and the supernatural in the other, and it's moving forward that way. So when you look at these, where would you land today? I'm sure you know people, you've got friends that are in any one of these, you know, in these areas. I know there's a little bit of nuance that goes on in between those, but there is a word, a word from God 
for each person, regardless of that place that you would find yourself today, which brings us to the story of Abraham, our journey of faith. Abraham, you might find this interesting, Abraham is a person that is actually highly respected, looked to as a person of faith by the Jews, by Islam, and by Christians. Now that's a lot of respect to have all three of those groups just identify him as a person of faith, a person that regards um, or that demands respect from us. His story starts back in the book of Genesis. So if you happen to have a Bible with you, I'm gonna ask, would you take it right now and turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. Now Abraham's story, where it begins here, it actually runs all the way through chapter 26. There's more in Genesis about Abraham than there is about the creation of the world. There's more in here about Abraham than there is any other individual in the book of Genesis. So we pick it up. Verse number one, it says, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you. Then God said, and if you will, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And I'll make your name great and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Verse four said, so Abraham went just as the Lord had told him. Now we get a little bit more of insight into what actually is happening here later. So it's Jesus is the one that's gonna open this up. And so if we go to almost the, to the, to the end of the Bible, the book of Hebrews, we get like the rest of the story. Hebrews 11 is known as the faith chapter. So if you're thinking, well, if we're talking about faith, this would be a good place to go and read, and you would be well, well served this week if you just go back and you read Hebrews 11. I think you'll find also this noteworthy that a third of the chapter, of this faith chapter, is connected right back to Abraham. We read in verse eight now. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go to a place that he later received his inheritance, we knew that, he obeyed and he went, I get this, even though he did not know where he was going. And by faith, he made his home in the, in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise. Faith. Galatians chapter three reminds us about this. And I want you to see now where we begin to connect because you might be thinking right now like, um, what is the connection between somebody who lived before Jesus? So we're talking, somebody who lived literally thousands of years ago in that journey of faith with us today. I mean, like, is there any connection with that at all? But Galatians 3 tells us, so those who rely on faith, anyone who rely on faith, you are blessed along with Abraham. Faith and blessing are always gonna keep this connection Abraham, the man of faith. Some translations put him, um, Abraham was the father of faith. In other words, he is going to be a model 
that we're going to be able to learn from. And if you're thinking like, so he just had it all together. I mean, Abraham just was always perfect in his faith. Here's one of the cool things about Abraham and as this series goes on. Abraham had some real struggles at times and there were some times that he just really messed up and blew it, but that didn't keep him from becoming this person of faith that he became or for God giving up on him in his life either. Here's what we're gonna learn from Abraham that in a journey of faith, there are so many things are unique. Each person, you've got a uniqueness to your journey of faith, but there are a couple of things that are going to be common to every one of us. Let's go back to Abraham. Abraham grew up in a place in a city called Ur. Ur, at this time, was the greatest city in the world. You can see that Ur is located in what we would now refer to as Iraq. Got it up there? And Abraham in his journey is actually gonna go all the way up the Euphrates River. He's gonna come to the Mediterranean Sea and then come down into the Promised Land, which means it's a long walk, especially if you've been in Iraq before. It is a long walk, this journey of faith that he is going to go on. Ur at this time, as I mentioned, greatest city in the world, it was the leader in economics. It was the leader in mathematics and science. It was the leader in not only architecture, but also in agriculture and manufacturing. It was a religious center. It was the place in the world to be. It's like the world just kind of, you know, it, it radiated out from Ur. Real place, real time. Abraham was born in Ur. Abraham grew up in Ur. Abraham's first job was in Ur. Don't you love that name, Ur? Let's see, I'm from Ur. His family was in Ur. He got married in Ur. His friends were in Ur. And then, with all of that, God says, Abraham, leave. And he does. His friends go to him like, hey, Abraham, like, where are you going? He's like, I'm not sure. They said, like, where do you send, you know, where do you want us to send your mail? He goes, like, I don't even have a forwarding address. <laughs> Abraham is 75 years old when this happens. So it's not like a teenager just going, like, hey, I think I'm just gonna run off and, and do this. Little does he know he's going to live another hundred years. Now, lifespan's a little bit longer in that time. Abraham has even a, you know, an exceptional lifespan at that point. He's gonna spend a hundred years on this journey of faith having left the only place that he had known and the greatest place in the world to live. So now I'm sure you're going like, well, I know exactly what it is that I'm connected with with Abraham, <laughs> or not. Here are the two common factors that each and every one of us have on our journey of faith. First one is this, that our faith is initiated by God. See, Abraham, as I mentioned, he is going to become the model, somebody that, you know, is the, he emulates faith. You know, look to Abraham if you want to grow in faith. But he doesn't start that way. In fact, Abraham starts out as an idolater. He served other gods. In fact, Joshua tells us this. He said, long ago, Terah and his sons, Abraham and Nahor, lived on the other side of Euphrates rivers, and they served other gods. For Abraham to have faith, God gave him what he needed. In everyone's journey of faith, 
God gives to us what we need in order to have faith. Let me say that again. Each and every person in here who is a person of faith is so because God gave to you what you needed to move ahead or to be able to have faith in your life. This is one of the coolest things when it comes to our faith, this understanding. Jesus put it this way, that God gives us the light that we need to be able to respond to God. And if you respond to whatever light that you are given, then God's gonna give you more until you are in this relationship with him, till you know God personally. God says, that part is on me. When we look back in our lives, once you start to think this, you look back on your journey of faith, you begin to see literally these fingerprints of God that is in your life. And that's that affirmation that you really do personally matter to God. Maybe today you're, um, you identified yourself as a rationalist. You want, you know, you're a person of reason and the supernatural, you're just like, no, I don't have any time for that at all. Well, here's what I know. Even though that may be the case, God is still at work in your life. Agnostic, atheist, that doesn't dissuade God from giving you what it is that you would need in order to believe. So my invitation, if that happens to be you, would be come on out on a Tuesday night, 6.30, and join us for Alpha. Because in Alpha, we are just opening up and asking questions about faith. We explore faith. We show like, this is how we could take a next step in our faith. But it is that safe place of exploration that way. You can use the QR code to sign up, or if you want, you can just show up. Tuesday night, 6.30, love to have you there for it. God's love for us is what initiates this faith. So first thing everyone has in common, your faith, my faith, everyone's journey of faith, God was the initiator. The second thing that all of us have in common is this, that our journey of faith, it hinges on our response to God. That is, on how we respond to that which he gives to us, our obedience to him. If I can use a simile, I hope this, hope this helps. This H2O is another name for what? Yeah, okay, water. And there's a saying in Kenya that says, Water is life. Without water, crops don't grow. Without water, famine. They're dealing with a drought right now. Without water, individually, we suffer, we die. Water is life. Now, here's what we know about water. In order to have water, you need both H and you need O. If you've got hydrogen, but you don't have oxygen, you don't have water, you don't have life. You can have oxygen, but if you don't have hydrogen, you don't have water, you don't have life. In order to have water, life, you need H2O. Faith could be written this way. Write it as W2O, faith. And faith, we're gonna find also, is the means to life. 
W2O would be word to obey or word to obedience. A definition of faith is this. Faith is taking God at his word and responding to it. I had a mentor, Les, he said to me, he said, guy, obedience is doing what God says when God says it with the right heart attitude. And for some reason, that just really stuck with me. But I don't want to miss this. This may be the most important thing that I share this morning, this W2O. Because without the word, without God's word to us, you can't have faith. And without obeying, without obedience, possibly responding to what it is that God says to us, without obedience, you can't have faith. And without faith, we don't have life. Abraham's journey of faith began with, continued on, and was dependent upon W2O, his word, God's word to obey Abraham and Abraham's obedience to it. I just crossed last February, it's kind of cool, my 49th year of faith following Jesus. And if you were to ask me, what has made the difference in getting you to where you are today? I would say it's this W2O, God's word following after it, saying yes to it, that has produced faith and this ongoing progression with regards to life. So example, um, believer's baptism is an example that we can use for W2O. Believer's baptism, if you're not familiar with it, Jesus asked every individual that's received him to outwardly make that known through this means of believer's baptism. He did it with his disciples. He said it to every disciple since then, all cultures, those being persecuted, those not being persecuted. Here's Jesus' word. So he starts with his word. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 28, I want you to go therefore, make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, what did they do? So when the church began, Acts, the beginning of the church, we read that those who believed were baptized. That particular day, then there were added about 3,000 to their number. Now, we don't want to confuse believer's baptism with infant baptism. Infant baptism, if you went through that, it's something your parents did for you. Believer's baptism is Jesus' ask of you. So Jesus said to his follower, to the one who's believed in him, I want you to be baptized. Now, here's what we decide. We decide whether we are going to, and if so, we take a step of faith, we move forward with faith, or if for whatever reason we go like, I don't think so or no, then we remain in the same place. We become stagnant, or that growth is greatly reduced. You see, here's what your journey of faith, here's what everyone's journey of faith is. Our journey of faith is the forward movement of one yes to the next. Would you say that with me? Ready? The journey of faith is the forward movement of one yes to the next. That's what our faith does. Now, sometimes, you know, God's word to us, it's just like really clear. Some, some of the commands in the Bible you know, like Jesus said, I want you, if you've received me, to be baptized with believers' baptism. Just crystal clear. You know, you don't have to wonder what did he mean by that. And in fact, if you haven't been, um, 
Maybe this Easter would be the perfect time for you to get baptized with Believer's Baptism. And if you're um, desirous of that, use the QR code. You'll see, you know, baptism on there. Let us know that or stop by next. I think it'd make a a, a great day even more special by doing that. Um, If you're married, one of the things that um, God makes clear in his word, if you're married, if you're a husband, you need to love your wife when you don't feel like it. Now you're like, where does it say that? It says, husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. Now, none of you have a problem loving your wife when you feel like it, right? The command is, love your wife even when you don't feel like it. Word to obey. If you're married, if you're a wife, um, God's word to you, pretty clear, is this. Um, Wife, I want you to honor and respect your husband even when you don't feel like it. And if you will do that, you're doing it, again, not because they deserve it, but God, I know this is what you said, and I'm going to obey what you said, and you're taking your next step forward that way. Jesus said, I want you to love one another like I have loved you. Jesus said, I want you to forgive. Crystal clear. I mean, we don't, we don't have to, you know, like, what does he mean by that? Here's what he wants us to do. His word, and then we choose whether we're going to obey and move forward in faith or not. Some things... Not as easy to discern, right? There's principles that we have to take. There's prayer and discernment we have to use. Like, God, what do you want me to do when it comes to my career? Bible doesn't say, I want you to do such and such. You're gonna have to discern that way. Or who should I date? Who should I marry? How much should I have in savings? All these other aspects, there will be aspects of faith We're going to take principles from God's word with discernment and prayer to discern them and then move ahead with obedience that way in our lives. One of the things that we together are going to find ourselves doing is making this decision. Will I say yes to that which I know God wants me to do? Which is the question of today. What do you know God asks of you to do? Are you ready for your next step of faith? Now, I don't want us to start a journey of faith without a pretty good grasp of it. So I'm gonna just take the rest of our time to share how do you determine how your journey of faith has gone and where are you in it today? Hope this is like just really, really fun together. So three steps we're gonna do. This week, number one, first thing we're gonna do is this. We're going to pause for just a couple of minutes and we're gonna reflect, how did I get to where I am today in my faith? Let me say it a different way. We're gonna ask ourselves this. What yeses have I said to God that has gotten me to where I am today? Now, I think for a lot of us, it's like, there's a lot of yeses that we've said that way. So just focus on like the top three. So my top three would be, uh, my first yes came when I received Jesus as my savior. So I mentioned that about, about 49 years ago. My second yes is when I came to this acceptance, this conviction that I would not add to that which God said in his word, nor would I take away from it. So I'm not going to you know, edit what God says to me, nor am I going to editorialize. I'm not going to be writing in what I think he should have said or putting that in there. The third 
would, would be with regards to my marriage to Denise and the yeses that have gone into that. As I said, I got a lot more that have got me to where I am, but those would be like the top three. What would be your top three? And once you know them, this is gonna make for the best conversation. Share them with your family. You really wanna you know, you know, connect with others? Talk about these with your family. Talk about them in your small group. You may start to fill in the gaps this way together. So that's the first thing. We're going to just start by what got me to where I am. Second thing we're gonna um, answer is this. When was your last yes? When was your last W2O moment that you had in your life? Now, I hope it's been really recent, like maybe just this past week. For me, it came with this um, um, offering for Convoy of Hope. When I, when I knew that we were going to do it, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to give for that. And then it's like, I knew God was saying to me, this is the amount. And believe it or not, it was greater than what I was planning to give before. Can you believe that? Here's this amount that I, that I want you to give. And I'm like, oh, yes. And so I just grabbed my phone, made that gift at that point. I knew that for me would be my next yes to God. And again, I knew I was taking that next step forward. How about you? What was yours? At this point, I want to really make sure that we grasp our yes to God. Sometimes it's big and sometimes it's significant, but most of the time it's not. It's the little yeses. It's the simple yeses to God and doing that which we know he wants us to do daily, weekly. That's what propels us forward on our journey of faith. When we talk about obeying God, I hope that you don't get, you know, it comes to your mind like, uh, like really God, no, like, you know, it's such a burden to do that. Because I know this, everything that God asks us, gives to us, he does so because he wants something for us, not something from us. And so when God puts that in front of you, know that God, he is leading you to a place of blessing, a better of growth in your life. The little yeses. Now, sometimes, again, they're big. They may be hard, but they're never, they're never bad. Here's the third thing we're gonna do for our journey of faith. We started out just by looking back and like, what got me to where I am? When's the last yes that I can see in my life? And now we're ready for the question. And God, what now? What next? What is the W2 moment, W2O moment that you have for me? Because if you will show me, I will do it. When I know this is your word to me, then my answer is going to be yes to you. And that's our journey of faith. The means of pleasing God, the means of experiencing God, the means of growing in our faith and in, in our relationship with Jesus. Now, sometimes we get a little bit tripped up thinking like, well, like, is God going to just, you know, like, you know, speak to me in a dream or something like that? God's word to us comes to us 
in the places that are so available to us right now. You could say in a way you've got control over, like us just being together here, watching online together. His word is going out and you're making a decision. Yes, God, I, I hear you and I'm gonna follow what's being said. His word comes to us in groups. I mentioned groups just a little bit ago. If you're not in a small group, this, this month would be a great opportunity. Just jump into one of our sermon discussion groups. Because as we talk about this journey of faith, it is gonna be rich, it is gonna be helpful, hearing about others, talking about and processing yours as well. Use the QR code for that. Or, you know, just try out a group. Stop by next, we'll help you to find the one that's there for you. We can have God's word come to us every day, just as we open up the scriptures. One of the reasons that we um, just remind people over and over again, hey, um, have the verse of the day sent to you. Because every day there is a word that comes from God. And almost always there's action that's gonna be involved. There's something that we can do in moving ahead in our journey of faith. The Lenten videos, they're intended to be able to help us get a word to follow, word to obey, word to move us in that way. Find your Bible reading plan and you will be amazed how often that God speaks to you right out of it. Next is an opportunity that we do on a regular basis. All of our campuses online as well. Waukesha, today we are going to, after each of our service, we've got a next gathering, short gathering, but the whole purpose of it is this, helping us just to take a next step forward with God. Individually, getting a little bit of help with that. Maybe it's just, you know, finding that connection you're looking for. But if you're like, my heart really resonates with this, but I don't know what to do, guy. Stop by next, let us, you know, just, you know, come alongside you and be that guy. Because here's what we know, that God honors faith. Hebrews 11 says, he's the rewarder, the blesser of those that respond to him. Now maybe, maybe you haven't trusted Jesus yet. And if that's the case, I need to help you in that first step of doing so by sharing that it will be by faith. See, God's word says, for by grace you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. Nothing you do. So if you thought, I gotta work my way to God, no. And if you wonder like, does God care? He's been at work in your life, getting you to where you are now. His word, that Jesus has died for us and risen again, that's an event of history, is one that you can respond to by opening your life up and trusting him. And if that's your desire, to come to God in faith, to respond in faith, then join me in this prayer now, would you? We thank you, Jesus, that you've done everything that we need to and now it's up to us to respond to you. For those that acknowledge, Jesus, I need your forgiveness. Jesus, I know that without you, I am not gonna be reconciled to God. And I am ready, I'm ready right now to ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. 
And I do that, Jesus, as best I know how. Friend, if that's your prayer, to receive Jesus Christ today, can I just ask that you just lift a hand boldly and say, Guy, I'm asking Jesus to be my Savior today. Yeah, that's beautiful, sure. Online, you can acknowledge, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Again, for each of these, ones that you've been at work in their lives and for what is in, in front of them as well. For each of us on our journey of faith, we just wanna get that yes right out in front of us now to take our next step with you because we love and trust you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. And everybody in agreement said, amen. amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast. Oh, 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 oh